Hi, thank you for watching. My name is Melanie and I'm the founder of What We Cherish, a sustainable creative platform. And soon we are also going to be an online store and a wholesale agency. We are celebrating beautiful products for Made in Africa. But today I have the honor of speaking to Linda Giskes Mwamba, the founder of beauty brand Suki Suki Naturals. Um, Suki Suki is a beautiful natural brand with organic ingredients that are sourced sustainably around the African continent. This luxury hair product brand was founded in 2014 by Linda and is 100% natural and harm-free. I'm welcoming Linda today to this conversation. Thank you, Linda. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for joining. How did you start Suki Suki? Please tell us more. Thanks, Melanie, for having me. And thank you for the beautiful introduction. How did I come to start Suki Suki? Well, when I tell the story, I usually, you know, want to put an accent on the fact that I never really planned to have a, my own brand. You know, it was always a dream, but it always seemed like it was an unreachable dream until, you know, you take that first step into doing something. And for me, what opened my eyes to using natural products was the fact that there were just so many chemicals on the market and harmful chemicals that would harm you if you use a little bit of a bad chemical over the course of 20, 30 years of your life, it accumulates in your system and, and you discover diseases and cancers and just different diseases that we didn't always have, especially in Africa, where we're used to using natural ingredients. So to me, it was really wanting to not no longer chemically straighten my hair and wanting to use things that are natural. And I found that anything that was on the market was either advertised as natural and not, and was too expensive or was just unattainable. So it was either not natural, and if it wasn't natural, it was very expensive, or it was not natural and also very expensive, but advertised for Africans. And I just felt like there was a lack of, of representation for products for people that look like me. So I decided to just start it for myself, not with the intention of starting a brand, but just to have something that I can do for myself and care for myself. I, eventually, I started sharing that with family and friends because they discovered some changes in the way that my hair grew and the health of my hair. Yeah, that's where it started, really. Fast forward four years after that, I launched Suki Suki. Lovely. Can you maybe mention some of the challenges that you have faced with building a sustainable hair and skin care brand? The challenges were very, very tough. You know, from finding someone to fund your project in a fair way, because when you're looking for funding earlier on, people really want a big stake in your business simply because of the fact that there was no proof of concept. And, you know, if they have the, the liquidity, then they want to cover their risk. So that was an issue, but I stuck it out and decided to bootstrap anyways. I also say finding the time when you're juggling another career, you know, as much as it's lovely to be a, a founder of a brand, the realities of the world is that, you know, if you're not liquid, you know, how do you get started? So often many of us actually start having another job and finding the time. And I say that it is difficult, but it's not impossible. I know many women, many people who have started businesses, successful businesses, you know, juggling between a nine to five and their passion. Also just creating relationships is difficult, I find, but so worthwhile. I think as you grow your business, every role that needs to be filled uh, is an important one. And creating the right relationships with the right people to help you get to your goal is a challenge, but a, a good one to have. Great. Thanks. You started creating product that you basically started using for yourself and it, it really developed very organically where people loved what they were seeing and started buying it. And then 
you know, you scaled, you went bigger. You're really in like nice stores that I know here in South Africa, like health stores and big retailers that are selling your product. Could you maybe tell us what do you think is very unique about the brand? Apart from the fact that it's full of love and I believe it's, it is a manifestation of the love I have for the brand, just the products. What differentiates Suki Suki from what you find on the market is that it's a modern African brand that celebrates African ingredients that are underutilized. It doesn't pretend to be what it isn't. It really is. When we say we use whatever ingredient, we use it. It's not just for marketing purposes, which we find a lot of on the market. And I think it's really formulated for harsh environments. I mean, living in Johannesburg, you may know from moving around the world, you've lived a bit everywhere. Johannesburg is very dry and you can really feel it. You know, the minute you arrive in Joburg, you can really feel that your skin is just depleted of moisture. It's like so dry. (laughs) The the dryness of Joburg it's real it's real and if you have my kind of hair this is the worst environment because you're constantly fighting a naturally dry hair that breaks that wants to break if it's not moisturized so you have to fight your natural lack of moisture and hydration with the environment's lack of moisture and hydration for your hair it's quite a challenge so we formulated with that in mind i should actually start showing some of the products because we can talk like 45 minutes about these products but i'm sure people are curious i don't have your full collection but i definitely have the ones that we will be selling as well maybe we'll start with hair So Miraculous Oil is our first product and it is the bestseller still today. Our hair care bestseller. It's your quintessential hair care oil. It has so much goodness. It's got 16 different oils. We don't use any perfume, no fragrance, just essential oils. Yeah, it's got baobab oil, Kalahari melon. It's got argan oil, highest quality of extra virgin olive oil. It's got just so many um, sweet almonds. Avocado, baobab, arula, jojoba, lavender, put it all in one pot. Yeah, so this one is basically to moisturize your hair. You can moisturize your hair with it. You can do your hair treatments with it. You can um, do, you know, a hot oil treatment. You can add it to your conditioner. That's how I would recommend a hair treatment, your conditioner or mask, and leave it in for a couple of minutes, a minimum of 30 minutes, and mince it out with lukewarm water or cold water. And you can just moisturize your end. You know, ends can be very fragile. We say you have to take care of your elders, make sure your ends are moisturized so they don't break off. It's one of those products that used differently for each hair type, but suitable for all hair types. It's also for your scalp, so it promotes healthy hair, therefore faster hair growth. It smells also super nice. Thanks. Just for that to have nice smelling hair, I would already recommend it. Let's move <laughs> on to the next product. There is a hair mist that I have here. And then we yeah. have the rich and nourishing uh, butter for dry hair and dry skin. So this is a multifunctional product. We'll start with the mango butter. So the mango butter in a nutshell is a, is a hair and skin butter. So suitable for dry, coily hair, but also suitable for dry skin, not for your face, just for your body. It's made up of four butters, mango butter to soften, shea butter to nourish, avocado butter to penetrate, and cocoa butter to promote elasticity. It's such a lovely product. It just melts into your skin. Have you been liking it? <laughs> I just started using You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very careful with your products because I'm so happy with it. I don't want to like spoil the whole thing on my body yet. <laughs> 
again, this smell as well, like you can really smell that it's not perfumed, which I really prefer. I obviously really like natural products. That's what I really like, that it doesn't smell perfumed, but it still has like a very nice smell to it. I don't know how to describe it otherwise. And then the hair mist. Yes, it hydrates. Your hair needs hydration as much as you just mist your hair. It's got a blend of aloe vera. It's got some oils and it hydrates, but it also seals in moisture. So it's great for fine hair. And all of our products are a little bit goes a long way. You don't need to use much because the quality of the ingredients is, is really superior. And we source them on the continent predominantly. There are some ingredients, for example, acai that is only found in South America. Uh, that we fell in love with and that we use, but we really want to celebrate African ingredients that aren't used everywhere. Definitely uh, a lovely product. I use it. We're talking about um, African products. Prick, prickly pear yeah. and rosehip, they are from here, right? Rosehip is from the Sutu. Prickly pear is South African. Okay. So when we started making our product, uh, we actually, we, we couldn't find prickly pear oil in South Africa, only in Morocco. And prickly pears, you can find it in Morocco. You can also find it in Mexico, right? But South Africa has so much prickly pear. And I'm very glad to see the change. When we talk about sustainability, you want to source ingredients closest to you. You know, you want to reduce your carbon footprint. You want to support communities closer to you and make sure that, you know, money circulates and that we are exchanging, we are trading with people that are in our region. And so I really was very excited to finally find, find a, a supplier in South Africa of prickly pear. The aim is always to look closest to us, but it's not always possible. But I think that the more brands like me come about and we create a demand for the product, that will happen. Yeah. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a natural reaction to demand. If a producer finds his enough demand for it, he will think about making it available for the market. Yeah. So to get your nice, shiny, glowy face, smoothless skin, what would you say? So there's the rosehip brightening facial oil, and there's a prickly pear rejuvenating yeah. facial oil. Honestly, I put whatever I feel like in the morning because I have it. I like both. Just before I went on to this call, I actually put some of the rejuvenating on because it's like, we need to have this like little spark. So I hope it's shining on the screen. No direction on what, which one, when to use which one or? The brightening facial oil is for skin types that need to be evened out. It's got vitamin C, so it brings light into the skin. And the rejuvenating has, is very rich in vitamin E, which helps repair the skin. There isn't a day and a night type of oil because they can both be used for day and night. I like to use the rosehip during the day and I like to use the, the um, rejuvenating facial oil at night because while, when you're sleeping, you're rejuvenating. Just adding a little bit of that repair that you would want your skin to go through when you're sleeping that you get naturally anyways. You're just giving it a bit of help. So I did yeah. it wrong today, but it still looks very good. It is no right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there really is no right or wrong. It's just a preference thing. And then another skin product that you have is the gentle exfoliating mask. It's an acai mask. Um, I actually went to the, um, I have to say, I have to name, I went to the Four Seasons Spa on Sunday and I, I didn't have a facial, I had a massage. So I was like, let me bring this because I hadn't used it yet. So I actually took it to the spa 
and I put it on and it's so nice because what I really like about this product is that it's very soft. Like it, what it says, it says gentle exfoliating and it is actually gentle because sometimes when you have these like, I don't know, face scrubs or face products, they are quite aggressive and this actually feels like super soft. Mm -hmm. I had a friend with me, she's very fair skin. So I had her try it out as well. And she was also like, oh, this is so nice. I normally don't like exfoliating masks, but this feels very soft. So that's my consumer feedback that I really like about this product, that it has a very subtle, soft texture. And, you know, with, with exfoliation, you have to be careful. I personally have very sensitive skin and I, I only found out I had sensitive skin later on in my life. I realized, you know, you have a skin barrier that it protects your skin. It's your skin's umbrella protects your skin. And what we do is we often put a lot of things and we violate it, if I can say, with the chemicals, yes, you want to you exfoliate, but you don't want to over-exfoliate because then you take away your protection. And, you know, when your skin would naturally be able to heal itself, it no longer has that. You, you mess with your pH, you mess with a lot of things. So I would say, you know, I, I really also really love that product. And I was struggling with the same thing. I just felt like I was either using harsh exfoliants or exfoliants that weren't doing anything. They said they were exfoliating, they weren't doing it. Right. And what I like about a physical exfoliation is that you can control how much you want to exfoliate. Chemical exfoliation, you can control the time, but the, the intensity of the product you can't control, right? With here, you can just, just the way that you mess out and we use apricot kernels that are round. They are not square like salt or sugar, which you should never use on your face because it's cut in an angular way and it creates micro cuts on your face and you don't even see it and you don't even know. And you don't want to use microbeads because it's not a sustainable product. Plastic microbeads end up in our ocean, so you want to use something natural. And this is my preferred exfoliator. Yeah. Also, I really like it doesn't get dry. You know, sometimes with masks, I mean, I guess this is, yeah, this is also a mask. Uh, you get that like hard, like kind of mummified situation on your face, which I like that it was like, yeah. actually, it was easy to wash off. Yeah. And it was, it's very lovely. What are your go-to Sukisuki products? Like if you would advise someone, okay, you are starting with my brand, you have never bought anything before. What are the first skin and what is the first hair product that you would recommend? Okay, for the hair product, I'd say the, the Miraculous Oil, for sure. For the skin, it depends on what type of person you are. If you want to quickly fall in love with the product, it's the Papyrus Hydrating Facial Mist. That's, I don't know if you have it with you. I actually don't have that one here. It's a lovely hydrating. Again, when we talk about Joburg weather dryness and your skin being depleted of, of hydration, it's a nice topical hydrator that refreshes your skin. It's got papaya, it's got aloe vera. It's just got so much goodness in there. My favorite, oh gosh, it's so hard to say a favorite, but yeah. because I use it so often, it's the road. The Rosip is the product that I use the most often, uh, yeah, especially I mean, during this time. I mean, in an ideal world, in, in, price, you can just buy the whole line, then you're just done and you can try it all out. But for those who want to start with, what do I start with? Like Linda said, there's the Miraculous Oil, this one. And then she really loves the rose hip for like daily use on her skin. Is there any tips you can share with us, you know, for people there to switch to more sustainable, clean beauty and hair? care products I mean I guess buy your products that's start number one <laughs> more than that I think the biggest tip I can say and you know being on what we cherish we we're all about sustainability and true care 
it's one thing to care for yourself, but to truly care is not just caring for yourself, it's for caring for your environment, for your community. I, I believe that there really is power in your pocket, improving the world around you. So I would say, the first about is read your labels. You know, a lot of the small businesses that we have around us that are sustainable, but are not getting visibility, are very dependent on natural ingredients. They're very dependent on their environment for what they make, for what they produce. So that would be from a cosmetic point of view, I would say support local and support small. Yes. And from anything else, I would say, again, support local and support small. <laughs> because chances are, you know, small businesses don't have huge budgets to get 100,000 units of whatever from you know, China or wherever, they have to work with what they have around them to, and yeah. get creative with that. Now, I'm yeah. super excited to start. We are working together and start selling on the platform soon. Like, can't wait for it to be ready and up and going. I think this was a great, you know, review on your products. Again, there's many more products that are in your line. So just also have a look at sukisukinaturals.co.ca or .com. .za? Both. Both. (laughs) And then, yeah, I think one of my last um, questions is like, you know, do you have any, you know, African creatives, artists, social entrepreneurs that like really inspire you as a business founder as well? So Sahad Youf from uh, Tongoho Studio, super inspiring. Okay. She's a wonderful designer that actually exhibited at the Sanlam Handmade Contemporary Fair at the same time as me. Now she's like dressing Beyonce, but the beauty about that is that, you know, you you look at people, people who are doing very, very well internationally and, you know, we're peers, I feel. The world is a big place, but it's also a very small place. And I think there's a lot of space for African creatives and I love to see them soar. So I'm very happy about her trajectory. Also, Kilu Bukila is a Congolese artist who does woven things. He does tapestry, he does homeware, just beautiful stuff. Another one is Lola Maleombo, and she's Ivorian, I believe. Also a designer, also amazing. But there's so many. Yeah, I know there are so many. Andrea Imaya. No, there's too many. You can't name them. There's so many. Do you have any motto or mantra that you live by? Something that I live by day per day, per day is, a, is a French saying, and it goes like this. Petit à petit, l'oiseau fait son nid. And that means little by little, the little bird makes his nest. That's my encouragement for whoever's listening, whatever project you have, that a nest is made little by little. I really believe in a step-by-step approach to life. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So when you have a project, you just take it step-by-step. But that's what I've done with Suki Suki. I definitely see the fruits and I hope it will grow some more. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for hopping on this call and to know you a little bit better. And I'm sure we will be back soon again. If people have any questions about your products, they can leave messages under this video, on the Instagram grid or on the LinkedIn of what we cherish. And yes, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. Thank you, Linda. Bye.